Come with gladness, not with gloom. Psalm 100, verse 1 and 2 says this, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Come to church with gladness, not gloom. No one likes a gloomy Gus, right? You heard that term? No one likes a gloomy Gus. Unfortunately, many people today think of church as the 60 most boring minutes of the week. I know that's no one here, right? So maybe the songs on any given week aren't your favorite. Maybe the message doesn't quite hit home for you. Maybe you got here this morning and looked at your bulletin and said, wait, what? Where's Pastor Wiggins? Where's Pastor Mark? We get stuck with that guy? (laughs) Yep. In an effort to not only keep you on your toes, I crafted the service in this unique fashion for a reason. It's different. Maybe you're thinking it's different, and I'm sorry, but I can't worship that way. I'm used to it going this, 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 this. And if it's not like that, I can't worship. Hopefully the Holy Spirit is going to work on your heart today uh, because that's a wrong view. Just be honest and straightforward. If you're here to worship the Lord this morning, then the format shouldn't matter because it's the same God. And this is a day that the Lord has made. So we will and... What if we came to church, we came to worship saying, hey, I've got an hour to give God my undivided attention. Hot diggity. Wouldn't that be a good way to come to church? Come to worship the Lord? Besides, the songs, the sermons, the the pastor giving them are not here to entertain anyway. We're not here to entertain. If I were here to entertain, I would have dressed up like some goofy... I would have worn blue hair. VBS kids, okay, would have had blue hair, right? These things are just the vehicle for our worship. Ways in which we can worship. We worship in spirit and in truth through the reading of His Word. We worship through singing songs of praise to Him. Whether you're singing the song, or we have Jocelyn or some special music up here, It's all to give glory to God, not to perform for our enjoyment. Can I challenge all of us to walk in with a smile, thrilled that you're a child of the King, and focus on making much of God? Because that's what worship is. Making much of something. We're very familiar with that term because we make much of other things frequently. I've been very encouraged in our renovation committee meetings because we start with prayer and we start with a little devotional keeping our minds focused on what we are here to do. Because we could get focused on worshiping the building and forgetting about the actual church, the people, the students, the ministry that we are using that building for. We need to make sure that we are focused on the proper source of worship. Come with gladness, not with gloom. Number two, come to make noise, not sit quietly. Teens are good at this one. I don't know about the adults. 
We'll have to prove that here this morning, I suppose. But Psalm chapter 150 and verse 6 says this, Let everything that has breath, what? Praise the Lord. And just because we may not get it the first time, it actually has it listed twice. Praise the Lord. As the norm, worship should be noisy. Hang with me here for a second. All right. Should be noisy. Okay, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for quiet contemplation. But we're talking about corporately worshiping the Lord together, whether it's the morning service, evening service, Bible studies, youth services. Turn up the volume a little bit. Not necessarily, Brian, go ahead and turn me up really loud. Or let's uh, make sure that our instruments are blaring loud, that like everybody's hair is flying backwards. If you make some noise, your actions will be infectious to those around you. I saw on a, a video on Facebook this week uh, of this guy in a subway. Maybe you've seen it. And he's w- watching something on his iPad. He has his earbuds on. And he just starts laughing. Just starts giggling. And all these people on the subway are kind of like looking at him for a minute because he's oblivious to anything but what's on the pad. And he's giggling. And then everybody else starts laughing as he keeps laughing and it gets louder and louder. Why? Because laughter is contagious. It's contagious. If you make some noise, the gloomy gusses will be convicted of their bad attitudes, hopefully. And the shy will hopefully be inspired to pipe up a bit and get engaged in worship of our Savior. Psalm 150 tells us to worship God with shouting, with clapping, singing, and even, dare I say it, dancing. Said dancing. In my Bible and yours, look it up. Now let me have a little sidebar for a second. These things in and of themselves focused on glorifying and worshiping the Lord are not bad things at all. Singing, dancing, using these types of instruments. We have drums, y'all. We use them once in a while. Once the new year or fall starts, we're going to get back into our praise team a little bit more and using some drums, using guitars. Did you know, history lesson for some of you, this instrument right here, what's this called? It's a piano. These were banned from churches once upon a time. You know why? Because they are associated with the saloon. The bars. Watch a, watch a good western. They've got a piano in the saloon playing this goofy music. But they didn't have pianos in churches because a piano, that, that's a saloon, that's a, that's a the devil. I think that if, if I moved this piano and took it out of here and got rid of the piano, I'd be dead. This lady right here would see to it, I'm sure. See, <laughs> pianos are not a bad thing. Drums are not a bad thing. Dancing's not a bad thing when the focus is proper. When we're using these things to glorify God. God says, use every instrument. Use all things. Glorify Me. There's nothing wrong with these things in and of themselves, especially when worshiping God. But the world, this sin-cursed world, has perverted so much of what God has created and in Genesis 1 called very good. So yes, with a worldly perspective, these things can become very inappropriate, as can anything that we engage in or use. 
However, here in Psalm chapter 150, he's intending them for good and right worship of our Lord and Savior. What the passage does not say is that we should sit on our hands, shut our mouths, and just watch. Come to church and just sit there. So if any of you are sitting there like this, <laughs> instantly you're going to be like, not me, <laughs> right? Engage. Get involved. That involves noise. Y'all, when we spread out for some fellowship time, there was noise. You guys were loud. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Engage in fellowship and in worship together. We are a body of believers, not individual people. We are individual people, but we come together to worship together. If anything, we are asked to do the exact, the exact opposite of sitting on our hands. To come and make noise. To come and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Three, come to give, not to get. Come to give and not to get. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. We need to come into this place to give and not to get. When it comes to worship, folks, we're not the audience. Yes, you're sitting in the pews out there and it seems like you're the audience, but you're, you're not the audience. I'm not the audience. Who's the audience? God's the audience. We're here to worship and praise God. He is the audience of our worship. We are the performers. Now, not in the sense of putting on a show, okay, not faking it, but in the sense of performing worship, engaging in worship. When we focus on what we can get out of the service, we can easily become critical of those who are leading, those who are singing, and even those who are speaking. I know that doesn't happen in our church. But we can be critical. We can be judgmental of who's singing, what they're singing. Even during communion, who's taking communion? I know this is not something that I just made up because it's stuff that I admittedly have done in my life. And I'm sure that there are people, if honest, would be in the same boat. We need to come with the mindset or the focus on coming to give rather than to receive. When we focus on what we can give, we look for every opportunity to participate in the worship. In singing, in praying, listening, giving, greeting one another. We seek out those opportunities. Especially when it comes to prayer. Thanking and praising are much more appropriate than asking and requesting. There are times for petitions, prayers of petitions, asking the Lord for things. We can ask God for things anytime. But when we come to church, when we come to worship the Lord, it's time for us to thank Him for who He is, and for the incredible things that He's done for us. It's about Him. It's not about us. It's not about what I need, but it's about what I can give to Him. Praise and adoration. Here's an irony for you. When you come to give in worship, you actually get more out of it. Think about it. 
When you come to give in worship, you actually leave receiving an awful lot. Make me a blessing to someone today. It's a great song, but those lyrics are wonderful. They're challenging and hopefully they're convicting and giving us uh, some focus and direction on what we should be doing when we come to church. Point number four, come focused, not distracted. Psalm 100 verse 3 says this, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. So number four here, we need to come focused, not distracted to worship. In worship, there's nothing more spirit-quenching than to act bored and wish to God, of all people wishing to God at that point, that the preacher would wrap it up. Have you ever thought that? Be honest. Amen. <laughs> that the pastor, whoever's speaking, would, uh, would wrap it up so that we could get the service over with and get home to eat that amazing pot roast that mama's got cooking in the crock pot. Right? Just this, smell that with me for a second. You know, the meat, the taters, just simmering in there. My mouth salivating for the slow roasted carrots that are in that crock pot, the succulent meat and the satisfying potatoes. Some of you are like, all right, hurry up and just keep moving on. Our sin nature will often try to distract us from worship by bringing to mind our own selfish desires. That notification on your cell phone, that text that just can't wait to be replied to. Familiar? That's why we have to come to His house of worship focused. Psalm chapter 100 and verse 3 has His, 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 His talking about God. It doesn't say anything about me. This isn't my house of worship. It's His house of worship. Here's the mindset for us to take. It's this. God is God. He made me. I am His kid. His sheep. I'm going to focus in on His greatness, His grace, His mercy, His majesty. And forget forget about me for just one hour. You know there's 168 hours in a week? 168 hours. If you sleep for eight hours a night, which some of you are like, yeah, I wish, right? Eight hours a night, that's 56 hours of sleep. That leaves us with 112 hours that we're not sleeping. You can't wait out one of those 112 hours to focus on God and not focus on self? Psalm chapter 37 and verse 4, one of my absolute favorite verses in Scripture, passages in and of itself is Psalm 37, but in verse 4 it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, when we recognize God for who He is and seek our happiness in Him, He's going to give us the desires of our heart. Do you desire a life of worship this morning? Are you here specifically because you wanted to give glory to God, the One that gave you life? Or are you here because it's Sunday, that's where we go. We just, Sunday, car, church, 
car, that pot roast we were talking about. That's just what we do. If we're stuck in this that's just what we do thing and that's where our mind, our focus is, then you got it wrong. Worship is about making much of something. And if you're here this morning, I pray that you're here to make much of God, not much of something else. Psalm 27.4 One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, I will desire, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Only through Jesus Christ can you have access to worship the true living God. For those of you that are believers in Jesus Christ today, you can be here and worship the Lord. For those of you that are not, you're making much of or you're attempting to make much of somebody that you don't even have a relationship with. Have you ever seen uh, little children that make a drawing and it looks like nothing but scribble? Moms and dads love these things. They put them on their refrigerator and they just like, check out what my two-year-old made. Isn't that great? Okay? And when they got that from their child, they just thought it was the greatest thing ever. But if that two-year-old went up to some other person and said, here you go, they'd be like, oh, that's nice. And maybe, you know, humor the kid for a moment, but they'd take it home and be like, okay. You know, maybe it wouldn't make it out of the car. Maybe it wouldn't make it into the car. I don't know. But you just don't have that same kind of attachment because there's no relationship between you and that kid. He's not your kid. Folks, if you're here this morning without that relationship, if God is not your Father, then your worship to Him is not the same. You can have that relationship, however. You can leave this place this morning knowing full well that you have complete access to the Lord and you can worship Him in a way that glorifies Him. If that's something of interest to you, do not leave until you've met God. I would love the opportunity to share that with you. There are many in this room that would love that opportunity. Ask one of our gentlemen as you leave. One of our ushers, find me, find Kurt. Would love to share with you how you can have that relationship so that you can come back next week and worship, really worship God.